0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. And uh, yeah, we're back, although we never left. I know you guys, I, you know, I don't normally send a tweet out before we record. And it's like I jinxed our podcast on Tuesday because Tuesday morning I sent out a tweet You know, full recap coming up later today. And we had a killer podcast on Tuesday. But Carl, it got lost in the universe somewhere.
0: Yeah, it's in cyberspace somewhere, man. It was such a good podcast. But um, I jumped on somebody. I was sitting around last night and um, breaking tackles. And it was a couple of, let me see who they were. So I want to make sure I shout them out. It's like one o'clock in the morning and I'm finishing up. Uh, jack ryan yeah and i'm looking looking at my phone and there's a twitter spaces going on and i just jump in the room and i'm listening next thing you know i'm there for another 30 30 45 minutes it was pretty cool um
1: did it have anything to do with daniel jones slander
0: it it was called um i hate daniel jones or something but it was anything but that um so real r0b um that was one of the uh one of the hosts of the room and uh breaking tackles i know was another host of the room so it was really cool man i got on and i was you know i probably listened for like five ten minutes and they're like hey carl we know you're here if you want to come on uh we want to ask you a couple questions so I went on and we talked, man. We talked about everything, and you know, obviously, I got the Carfax out there too, so it was pretty cool. It was a really, really good conversation for like one in the morning.
1: Well, uh, let's let's do a little bit of a recap of what we discussed on Tuesday because uh, I don't know what reach.
0: Reason- Sal, Queens guy at Queens guy. Um, I'm shouting out everybody that was in that room. That was so cool.
1: I don't know, you yes, know, I don't I don't know how deep the reach is, so um Carfax for our believe in giants friends out there that missed the Tuesday podcast because it got lost. Explain what yeah. you mean by Carfax.
0: So, we have It's getting a little crazy with the Daniel Jones is not this and Daniel Jones is well, you only passed for 150 yards and, you know, your offensive coordinator sucks Mike Kafka and, you know, Daniel Jones is only capable of X, Y, and Z. And what I say to everybody who is on the killing Mike Kafka, he can't, uh, he's not a good offensive coordinator. He doesn't do X, Y, and Z. Get the Carfax because that's what this, this team does. Everything that they put together in their game plan is already accounted for everything that they don't have. They are working what's available to them. They're not working with what they wish they had. So this game plan is based on the personnel available. And if, um, you know, they'd be foolhardy to say, we're gonna run X, Y, and Z because we wish we had these players. They know exactly what they have. And for everybody that's screaming, read the fucking carfax because when you see the carfax you see exactly what this thing has and what it doesn't and what's missing from it and you guys are going on like this is the perfect roster and this guy mike kafka did not forget how to coach coach one of the most prolific offenses in football uh brian dable still the top two offenses or one of the top two offenses in football Two of the best uh personnel groupings in football. They didn't forget. They're just working with what they have. And for all you guys that are screaming, you know, he's this, he's that. Read the Carfax before you do. You know, because yeah, if and- you thought you bought you thought you bought a Bentley, you really did.
1: Yeah. Well, so one of the one of the things we talked about on Tuesday was uh, uh at Big Blue United had put this stat out. I think it was on Monday night. Daniel Jones has thrown less interceptions than any quarterback in the NFL that started every game this season. He's tied for the second lowest fumble total amongst quarterbacks that have started every game this season. So clearly he's protecting the football. Now, of course, I got some wise-ass fans tweeting back at me when I retweeted it, so they show like the spray chart from the game on Sunday night. And, you know, there's nothing really attempted downfield or anything like that. And some fan was like, well, anybody could do that. I mean, look at what they're asking them to do. And I'm like, you don't understand that exactly what you said with Carfax. They know that the interior of their offensive line is a massive weakness and that Evan Neal is coming off an injury, and he aggravated an injury or, or was injured early in the game, so he was playing hobbled. They're calling plays based on what gives them the best chance to attack the other team and win the game. They had a 97-yard drive. What else can you ask for? At the end of the game, when they had to run the ball, they ran the ball. Now, they didn't finish with a touchdown. And Jones is making the throws when he has to make, the fourth and nine throw, the third and nine throw. Listen, they would love to be able to go down the field more, but they can't protect it enough, and they don't have guys that are going to win big time down the field consistently so yeah it, don't get me spray charts Yeah, spray
0: charts it's like well you know he was very efficient because he kept moving the ball down the field folks and, and let me get this one off too uh barb you are now exhausting yeah. you are you are officially exhausting because you have not educated yourself on I and mean, this is barb loves the G-Man. So make sure she gets this. We love you. We love your passion and your fandom. But the, the same records you're beating, the drum you're beating is exhausting now. Because it has what you're talking about has nothing to do with what you're watching on TV. You're screening for an RPO, and they don't have the personnel to do that. And they don't want to put their quarterback at risk all the time. They ran him a few times. But that's not going to be, that's not the team you have. Read the Carfax, Bob. This ain't what you're getting. If you thought you were getting the Bentley, it ain't it because they don't have the personnel for it.
1: Right, especially with uh, especially with Shep and Wandell Robinson out, two receivers that sure. other teams would have to respect. And now Richie James has done an outstanding job. This is a reason why. I'll give you another reason why um, coaches that you know evaluate things and don't you don't react to the immediate you, you take some time cuz everybody wanted Richie James cut after the mm-hmm. two fumbled punts and there were a lot of people that said you know we're not going to see Richie James anymore and i wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of him but as coach dable said to us he's like no he's really good at fielding the punts the ball security issue is running with the ball but we're going to work with him we're going to work with him we're going to work with him he's also become a valuable weapon for them in the passing game. Yeah. And he's that
0: slot guy that they can do some things, especially uh, because they have to get the ball out sooner than later. He's a guy who can work in tight spaces. So um, yeah. It, it, look, they don't have a lot to do with what you guys would like to see. Um, and it's it's unfortunate that some people have been influenced really bad by the fantasy football world and the Madden world because in fantasy football it's nothing for you to say this guy sucks I'm gonna tra- I'm gonna trade him out right and I think some of that has seeped into the the uh, mentality of some of these fans when they, you just can't swap a guy out. You hate your quarterback? Great. Who are you replacing him with? Who are you replacing him with? And is that guy better than the guy you have? Because the guy you have, according to this coaching staff, is doing everything they ask him to do. What happens after this season? I don't know. But he's, he's doing everything they ask him to do this season based on what he's given has been given to work with.
1: Yeah, I, I think that they also believe he's got I think we all know he's got more than enough arm talent if you upgrade the interior of the offensive line and you upgrade the wide receiver position, I think that they feel pretty confident in the fact that this guy would be able to put up some serious numbers, you know, with a guy like Saquon there. I mean, yeah,
0: I mean so look, you can you can fantasize over whoever you think is better than him. Uh he's there that guy's probably on another team. And and this listen, I'm not throwing shade at the Jets um organization, but if you if you, you wanna be in a place where they are where they're unsure as a team about their quarterback, and you took him at what top five quarterback? Two. Now you got you're right. So now you you're legitimately either gonna continue to try to work to get him better, which I hope he does, or you're in the market for another quarterback. And guess who that quarterback is? He's probably uh Dallas' backup, he's Gardner Minshew, because all or you can make a lo- um a push for love. Um it's not gonna be everybody loves to say Jimmy Garoppolo, and the 49ers just love Garoppolo. So um, you're going to be looking at either Aaron Rodgers' backup or um, Garoppolo's backup or Gardner Minshew or uh, the backup in Dallas. So because there is not a number number two pick in your future unless you're trading to get back up again, and you don't know what that guy's going to do. So you know, he may say, you know, I missed the safety on one play or I missed the linebacker on one play, but he's never said, you know what, I got to do a better job preparing because there were a lot of looks they gave us that we weren't prepared for. Daniel Jones is prepared. He's a quarterback who understands the game, puts the time in, and he understands the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and again, unless you're either on the inside or you're on the outside. Now, we're, we're as close as we could possibly be as part of the outside group. Because as guys that work for the team, we do have access that a lot of the media does not have. But we're still on the outside. At the end of the day, you're either in or you're out. And you have no idea what the progressions are. You have no idea what the calls are. All I know is this. Every week when we hear Coach Dable talk and when we talk to him privately, he's – he's ecstatic about the way the quarterback plays every week and the decision making that he's making. I, you know, who knows what the heck's going on or what should have been going on or what's being missed or what, but it certainly feels to me like they are very happy with, you know, the way he's performed. And guess what? If the giants win tomorrow, and then there's a combination of a couple things that are, can happen that are realistic, whether it's, they need a combo of Detroit losing, Washington losing, or Seattle losing, Washington losing, or Seattle losing, Detroit losing, and the Giants win, which we'll get into this game in a second. The Giants are going to clinch a friggin' playoff spot before, could potentially clinch a playoff spot before Santa delivers the gifts. Think about mm-hmm. that concept. For a team that has been basically eliminated before Halloween came for the last five years, they could potentially clinch a playoff spot so enjoy the ride everybody enjoy it yeah yeah i mean again you're crying with a loaf of bread under your arm
0: you know stop crying hungry when you got something right in front of you and and most of them are, most of these people would be pissed if the giants make the playoffs you know they 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 just need more and more and more to be angry about and that's not the majority of the giants fans but somehow they seep into our timelines. Um, Barb is a real Giants fan, but Barb, you're exhausting. You need to educate yourself. There's a lot of good people out there that can help you out, so that when you're seeing, you're not just screaming and howling at the moon, saying the same thing over and over again. So, that's that. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, second best record in the NFC, correct? Is that right?
1: Yeah, the 10-0 and in one possession games. They win close games, just like the Giants. They win close games.
0: So here's here's where I see this matchup going. The Giants are going to have to decide which phase they're going to focus on taking away. And I believe it's going to be Dalvin Cook. Um Jefferson's going to get his his place. Yeah. Um, you just hope to contain him. But you don't want to get, <clears throat> you don't want to get Dalvin Cook going um because then it's going to take somebody out of your defensive backfield to come up in in the box. Hopefully Landon Collins continues to get more and more reps within this defense because he is a guy who can run, he can hit and he understands uh schematic fits. Where things go, where he should be, things of that nature. Um Kirk Cousins, you can get to him. Uh, but he's kind of like the Detroit Lions. He just keeps coming back. He'll keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. So uh, you've got to be really good on defense, and you've got to have some endurance, um, um, mental endurance, because they're going to keep challenging you just like they did against the Colts. The Colts jump out. They just kept pressing and pressing and pressing until they got back and they broke the Colts and won the game
1: so Jefferson um I mean his numbers are off the charts it's it's more than just the gritty um he's first in receptions with 111 he's first in yards 1623 he's got 23 100 yard receiving games he's tied for Randy with Randy Moss for the most 100 yard games in the first four years of his career I mean, do you think he's the best receiver in the NFL right now, especially with after the year Cooper Cup had last year, but he's hurt? Or is this one of those? uh, What flavor ice cream do you like? Because Tyree Kill is a different kind of receiver. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I mean, I guess it's what flavor do you like Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase kind of guys. Yeah,
0: it's it's all relative. Uh, he's playing the best in terms of um, numbers. You would stack him against the top five receivers and it's probably pick your poison, like you said, pick your flavor. So he is a top receiver and on any given day, he's the best receiver on the field and in the game. <clears throat> he's just a good, he makes great, great plays. He's, you know, he plays above the numbers. And that's another reason why the Giants can't afford to have phase two of this Vikings offense get going, meaning uh, the running game, because if you have to dedicate resources to both the run and to the pass, there's a guy named Adam Thielen that's no slouch also. And so um, they've got to do their jobs on defense up front, the front five. Uh, and if they can do that, then they'll have a chance in this game. And then offensively, um, there are some things that the Giants should be able to get accomplished.
1: So let's see. I'll I'll just go – remember last week against the Colts, it was Osborne making big plays that got him going. Plus they got Hawkinson. Thielen wasn't looked at much, but he scored a big touchdown in the game. The question I have for you, Carl, and the, and the Giants are giving up a league-worst 5.4 yards a carry, which if they let Cook get going, because Cook you know, was unbelievable in the second half last week, you're right, they're in a lot of trouble. I want to ask you, though, how do you think they're going to attack this defense? Now, Minnesota, when you look at rankings, they're ranked last based on yardage. They're giving up 399 yards a game. Against them, which there's only been two teams in the modern era to make the playoffs when averaging dead last in yards per game allowed. It was like the 19, I got to hear the 1957 49ers or the 1947 49ers, 57 49ers and the 2011 Packers. The Giants can't just go into this game though and think they could throw on them, right? I mean, they've got to do what they do, which is, throw their balance out there. Yeah,
0: they're just, they are who they are, right? Um, they they can't just go spread, they spread their offense out, but, you know, they're they are restricted in what they can do. I mean, there, there's going to be some opportunities down the field, but if the Giants get to 200, 250 yards, which fits into what their personality is and win the game, that's what they're going to do. They have to work with what they have. Who is their defense seen the last three weeks? But they do have good defensive players. And that defensive front gets paid to see where the Giants' weaknesses are. And just like every other team in the league, they're going to tra- uh, um, attack the interior three. Is going to be guard, center guard. It's where you're going to see most of the pressure come from. Um, Bredesen has done a better job. He's been a great addition in terms of helping him get the run game going. And if you can get the run game going, then you're going to get some play action passes and your tight end's going to be factored into this too as a vertical receiver.
1: Zadarius so Smith has 10 sacks, Daniel Hunter has eight and a half. Um, Patrick Jones, a second-year player, he's got three. Kendricks is having an outstanding year. Hicks, he's got three sacks and 113 tackles. I mean, the two inside backers combined have 232 tackles between Mm -hmm. Hicks and Kendricks. And then you got Hunter Smith on the back end, and then there's a veteran guy like Patrick Peterson who's kind of found the fountain of youth a little bit and is playing good ball. So, you know, it's it's kind of hard to believe that they – have such a bad statistical defense considering the names that I just rattled off, not to mention like Dalvin Tomlinson and and, and players of that elk.
0: Well, I mean, when you look at those numbers and you say they're better than the numbers they're playing, there's probably some outliers, or they're probably good in one area of the field. And I would I would suggest it's probably red area. Um, but I mean, look, the Giants don't have a formula. Uh, they'll know where those areas, those soft areas is in that defense. And it's just like the Giants. The Giants, and I don't know, somebody said, well, uh, the reason that the offense is so good is because the defense gives them such great field position. I'm like, no, they don't. The Giants give up a ton of yards too. They're just really good in the red area. Yeah. Because when teams, this is, I call Wink the wizard, but this, this is the genius of what, of what Wink does. Just get them to the ground. Give us a chance to make another play because the shorter the field go, I mean, the shorter the field is, the less those guys in the defensive backfield has to cover. And they can do a few more things with it. But when you got to cover, you know, if the ball's at the 25-yard line, there's 75 yards to go, there's a lot you can do. But once that field condenses offensively, then that kind of favors what Wink feels that he can really get in his bag with. And, you know, he never stops trying. I think they're the top blitzing team in the league. They're going to continue to blitz um, and take their chances, and they're going to give up some plays. But I said that at the beginning of the year, um, it's going to be feast to famine sometimes with Wink, depending on what the uh, personnel is group, uh, grouping is like.
1: Yeah, you know, the Giants are fifth and third down defense. Um, now, a lot of these drives that have gone against him, teams haven't had to convert a third down mm-hmm. three quarters of the way down the field, but then I, I, I don't have the breakdown. I wonder what the giants third down defense though is in the red zone. Cause it's gotta be really good because they have the fourth best red zone defense in the NFL. They've only given up 50% touchdowns to trips, 26 touchdowns in 52 trips against. So clearly, um, you're right, you know, where you're playing with Fabian Moreau and you got Cordell Flot out there and you got Pinnock and you got a whole bunch of other guys that weren't even on your roster at the beginning of the year. But now if you only have to defend from the 15-yard line in, well, suddenly Justin Jefferson can't run by you because he'll run out of the back of the end zone.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, so they 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 live to fight another day. Um, they understand what they're working with. It's just no different than, the, the, what was it, the 67-yard play in the middle of the field in Washington?
1: Mm-hmm. 61, yeah.
0: 61-yarder, 61 just a helium balloon that th- was thrown up there. You got a safety who played it, it probably his best of his ability. If it's anybody else, it's either a knockdown or an interception. But, you know, the saving grace, literally, the saving grace is that he made the tackle. And we talked to one of the coaches after the game, Bob, and what did he say? We'd rather have guys in there that may not be as good. Just I'm just talking about in terms of what they have available to them now. He says, because the guys that are playing for us on defense, they're going to do what the hell we ask them to do and be where the hell they're supposed to be. And he said, we are relieved that he made the tackle because that led to a fumble on that same drive.
1: Sure. Yeah. We were, as we were walking to the bus after the game, uh, visiting with one of the coaches, hanging out. And um, I said, I, I made that point. I said, man, it's amazing what you're able to do with these guys that were, he goes, you know, and he cut me off right there. And he's like, you know what? They do what we ask them to do, they know where they need to be, they take the coaching. And we'll, we could live with that. We can live with the physical disadvantage that they might be at but at least we can trust them and if you can trust a player which kind of goes back to that whole giants in the huddle podcast they did with jason sehorn a couple weeks ago where he told the story about how he didn't play a single snap his rookie season even though he was the best athlete on the team and mike nolan told him i can't trust you you're fast you're strong you're going all over the place, but I can't trust you're going to be in the right spot. I want to play a guy that I know is going to know what he's doing. And that was a big lesson for Seahorn. And these guys are doing it. And um, it probably explains why
0: uh, Rodarius Williams hasn't seen the field a lot after having a good game. He hasn't, seen get, he hasn't seen the field again. Tay Crowder is cut. I think it's pretty clear we know why. Um, because he's never where he's supposed to be.
1: Well, that's, what I, Wink, that's what Wink said. Wink wink, wink. when he was asked about it after the cut said, you know, the the expectation level just wasn't there. Exactly what you're talking about. Now they did bring him back. He's on the practice squad. Mm -hmm. So he's still in the building, but yeah, they don't mess around when it comes to uh, this, this staff does not mess around when it comes to accountability.
0: And let me just say this about, about Tate Crowder. Um, I hope, that he works on his craft from a, from an intellectual standpoint, meaning become a smarter linebacker. You're athletic enough. That's why you were on a roster for two years, basically, um, because you have the, you have the athleticism and the requisite, the bare, the, you know, the bare requisite to be in the league, but you've got to work on the IQ part of it. And, you know, I'm not saying you're a dumb player, you just are not where you're supposed to be. And you can't play linebacker in the NFL freestyling. You just can't when you got nine to 10 other guys counting on you to be somewhere. And the more you're not there, the more they feel like you're not for us and they're going to cut you. And that, that goes for any team. Like you'll go to, if somebody else picks you up and you do the same thing you were doing, they're not going to look back and say, well, damn, he had a hell of a hit against King Henry early in the season, we can if we can get that from him, it'll be great. And it never shows back up because you haven't worked hard enough at the intellectual aspect of playing linebacker. And it's not hard. You just got to apply yourself and not guess.
1: Carl, um, the Giants had two players named to the Pro Bowl. Saquon Barkley, which obviously no-brainer in a lot of ways, even though he's, hasn't performed over the last five games. He's been absolutely amazing this year. And even in the game against Washington, when they needed him at the end of the game, they grind out that drive. I mean, he's averaging 10 yards carry on that thing. And then Dexter Lawrence, you know, what can you say about the year that that young man has had? I know there's a lot of giant fans are annoyed that Andrew Thomas didn't get in. Um, You know, it's a little bit harder when you play a position where there's no stats. So,
0: well, yeah, but he made all pro. Uh,
1: he'll, make all pro. he'll make all, he'll yeah, make all. He, yeah. He, he, and he made an
0: alternate. One. Right. Yeah. But that, well, I've been an alternate like five years. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't feel good. Um But for Andrew Thomas, if he's selected as an all pro, that carries more weight than being a pro bowler. It always has.
1: Oh, I, I agree with you because that's, uh, first of all, it's a smaller team. Um, it's harder to get on. And listen, you know this too, especially at that position. Guys get – listen, the guys that made it a tackle over him are all having outstanding seasons too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it becomes it, – it. usually you have to get snubbed once. Then it kind of like opens the door. Um, so and listen, Graham Gano, you can make a big case for him. He's he tied it. Yeah. He tied a giant record for most field goals of over set, uh, fifty yards. He's got seven of them, and he's got three games to break that record that he set last year. He's another guy you can make a case for it. But there's always going to be snubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so just hey, kudos to Saquon and Dexter for yeah. getting the nod. That's, that's... uh um,
0: and you know Dexter is he has been as disruptive as can be you know like I say he's a menace to football society when he's out there, um, and then I'm sure Dexter will say to you, hey Leonard Williams has made my job a lot easier. They're Fair. tandem, they're a tandem out there, and when Leonard's not on the field, and this is not to take anything away from. From Dexter, but just as a general rule, as we look forward to this game, when Leonard Williams is not out there, it's an appreciable drop-off. Sure. You know, so uh, he is a key component to what they like to do uh, defensively. But you know, the other thing, when when we talk about Saquon Barkley, and he hasn't been effective um, in the last four games or so, but I think he has been when they needed him. You talk about averaging 10 yards to run great. Uh, but just think about his combined yardage is still up there near a hundred yards a game because they have to use him as a receiver. When teams start to stack the box, then he's got that little flat pass they roll out and throw to him just to get the chains moving sometimes. So I'm, I'm not sure what he's averaging the last five games as a receiver. Um, but I think they, you know, he contributes 80 to 90 yards a game for this team.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, and look, I thought there was a good move um, in the second half of the, the previous game where they got him out against Philadelphia. They got all those guys out, freshened him up a little bit. Yep. And, uh, you know, as, as I said, I mean, they have a chance to clinch a playoff spot with a win and a couple other things happening on Saturday. Uh, anything else you want to get off your chest here?
0: Um, nope. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, enjoy the game as fans. Enjoy the fans. Enjoy as fans this opportunity that is freaking here in December. Like the last five years, you wish your team was in contention. Enjoy this. Embrace it. Um this team has made you proud, um, and so root them on, man. This is, this is some, some fun stuff, and look, if you don't like them, it's great. Just read the card facts so that when you start to bitch about something, at least you know what you're talking about because it's not fantasy football. Lose to fantasy mentality where if you say a guy sucks, you can swap him out, right? Those guys aren't available. You can't pick up an All-Pro off the waiver wire like you can do uh, what's today is Friday. So before game time tomorrow, you can still swap out your roster if you think a guy sucks. Can't do that here. And you can't swap him out in Madden. And also, you know, if you, if you love what this team does minus Daniel Jones, plug them into your Madden and put Daniel Jones in there with the, the group he has and see if you can do better. Just take yeah. the entire roster, roster for roster and see if your roster, I mean, not roster, take the du- the, duplicate this roster and play it in that against the opponents that the Giants are, are struggling against and see how you do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel pretty calm. I mean, listen, Washington scored 12 points last week. Washington don't, scored 12 points sh- last week.
0: Don't say that because... You know they they don't don't do that. The fans don't want to hear that.
1: And the quarterback, hear- their quarterback is the reason why the Giants got seven of their twenty, and their quarterback yeah. is the reason why they didn't get more points because he fumbled at the ten yard line. Yeah, I'll 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 die on the hill for this one. You put Daniel Jones on Washington this past Sunday night, and you put Taylor Heineke on the Giants last Sunday night. I think Washington wins by three scores. There you go. It's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Enjoy it's, it. It's our podcast, so I can say whatever the hell yeah. I want.
0: Yeah, and enjoy it, folks. I don't. I'm not projecting anything beyond this year, but I, I can tell you this: they are pleased with how he is running this team. So whatever that leads to, but you're not just going to continue just for the sake of screaming he sucks and you don't have the Carfax. Know what's around
1: it. I hope you've
0: got good tires.
1: I just want to educate our audience a little bit. Um, so, obviously, the Minnesota Vikings a long time ago decided to move inside and play in the old Metrodome, and then, um, and then, obviously, U.S. Bank Stadium, which is domed. So we are near the Mall of America. We're staying at a hotel near the Mall of America, and the Mall of America. This is where the old Bloomington Stadium was. This is where yeah. the old Vikings Stadium was. You never played here, did you? Outside, no. I
0: did the last year. You it's played. Last year. I played here. Uh, it was Bloomington, and then uh, it was called the Bloomington Metropolitan Stadium. Yeah, Golden Gophers. Yeah, Bloomington Metropolitan Stadium. I played here the last year. The coldest fucking game ever. I mean, so, I, I'm I'm a Big Ten guy, so I go to Wisconsin. I go to Iowa. I go to Illinois. Obviously, lived in Michigan. Grew up in Michigan. This Minnesota playing football outside Minnesota is was the most to this day. And I, you know, been in Green Bay. You know, I played Chicago as a pro. That game was the coldest game I've ever been in. Brutal, just like it is right now.
1: Yeah. So we got off. I got off the plane this morning. You got off the plane a little bit later. And when I got off the plane this morning, it was minus eight. And it says feels like minus 33. (laughs) And and I'm I'm all for I'm all for the elements and playing the game in the elements and all that other stuff. I'm not a big fan of domes, but all I could think of was I am going to change my tune on that, at least for this week. Thank God this game tomorrow is not outside.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, if you want to get the best of everybody or best from everybody in this environment, they need to play inside. Simple as that.
1: Yeah, I don't mind a little rain, a little snow. I don't mind cold, but this is unbearable. So we are basically sitting on the site of the old stadium. Somewhere in this complex was where the old Bloomington Metropolitan Stadium was. Thank God it's not here anymore. Thank God they built a new stadium with a roof. Merry Christmas to all of our viewers and listeners out there. We'll be back next week for a recap. And Carl, as we say, I'll let you end it with it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Believe in Giants. See you next week. And Merry Christmas.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.